Okay, okay. All right, all right. This is special. This is a this is a great moment, man, here at the sports desk. Um, me and Black are very, very excited today, man. Um, you are here for the sports desk, another episode, man. Episode 67 of the sports desk, but it's a special one, man. We're a part of the uh Fly Socks and T7 uh digital festival, man, put on to you by the NPN network and Mr. Al Pete, the legend, man. So we're just very, very excited today. We are streaming live um, on multiple platforms right now. So, Black, how you feeling, man? And are you excited as me? Man, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Happy to be back here at the Sports Desk, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fly Socks and Tees, MPN, Al Pete. Yes, sir. Man, we doing big things, man. Yes, we are. So we have a lot to get into today. A lot. We're going to go ahead and throw this intro down, man. And then, Black... I was pissed off by the great Charles Barkley early in the week. <laughs> We're going to get into that after we kind of get this. To some of the biggest lines that I've ever heard of in my whole life. I love him like a brother. It's a lie, Hulk Hogan, and that's enough to get me hot. But what you said to Elizabeth is enough to get me to the boiling point. Yeah. I love Elizabeth. Oh, Hogan, you say you love Elizabeth? I got news for you, man. I got news for you. Elizabeth is going to be in the corner of the Macho Man Randy Savage at WrestleMania 5. Yeah. And let me tell you something. You say you love me like a brother. Well, listen to this, Hulk Hogan. I hate you. I hate your guts. And that's what's going to be left all over the mat after WrestleMania 5. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Again, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode. Episode 67 of the Sports Desk. I am your man's, one of your favorite sportsologists, Desiree L. Hicks Jr. in the building one more time. And this your man, Black. We back. One of your favorite sportsologists in the building. Yes, sir. As I stated earlier, man, Fly Socks and T7. Fly Socks and T7. Mr. Al Pete, the NPN Network, man. We are so very honored to be a part of this. Uh, festival, man, and uh, we're going to do our thing here today, man, so we're very excited once again. So, Black, of course, you know, we love sports here at the Sports Desk. That's a no-brainer. But every once in a while, Black, we have to kind of address some type of just idiotic <laughs> rhetoric, some disgusting uh, conversations that just shouldn't be said. Some things just shouldn't be said, Black. Yeah. So I'm going to play you this clip. Uh, from the great Charles Barkley, and just see what you think about it, because I want to know if you think it was necessary. Get okay. the post. Yeah. Portland, get the Portland will ready. make the playoffs. I, 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 okay, Shaggy, you got Portland. All right, Charles. If. All right, you got your post ready for me, Ernie? No, it, no, no, you can't start a no. bold prediction with an if. Well, hold on. Let me tell you something. They got to get in first. I'm going to tell you this. 
If the Portland Trail Blazers get in the playoffs, they will beat the Los Angeles Lakers in the first round. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that is bold. That is pretty Ooh. bold. That is bold. Wow. Okay, Black. So for all of those who couldn't hear, the audio kind of faded out towards the end. The great Charles Barkley set up on national television and said that the Portland Trailblazers, who are currently the 10th seed in the Western Conference, not even in the playoffs right now, but if they make the playoffs, Black, that they will indeed knock off the Los Angeles Lakers in the playoffs in the first round. That is what Charles Barkley is predicting. Now, Black, how do you feel about that? And most important, like I asked you a few seconds ago, Black, was this necessary? And why was this put out here, Black? Bruh, uh, we always, we used to hearing Charles be idiotic when mm. he's talking, man. Talking mm. out the side of his neck. Mm. Like, bruh, stop being disrespectful, mm. man. I understand. No, don't get me wrong. I, I, I respect the Trailblazers. I would, if we did play each other in the first round, you know, they're a very, very respectful uh-huh. uh, first round matchup. Okay. But uh, we getting them out of here in six. Hmm. So, Charles, chill out with the nonsense, man. Mm-hmm. You know better than that. You just trying to get people to listen and uh-huh. tune in. Uh-huh. So, Lakers in six, man. Man, look, I, I, this is the stuff that pissed me off. Like, why was this even said? Why are we having this conversation about the Tim C. the Portland Trailblazers potentially knocking off the number one seed Los Angeles Lakers? Black, did LeBron James retire? No, he didn't. Did Anthony Davis retire? No, he didn't. I mean, are we playing? Are the Los Angeles Lakers out there with a bunch of replacements in the bubble? Yeah, they really shitting on our guard play right now, though, bro. So that's where it's coming from. Our guard play is not. Superior right now. But who do we have on our team? We have LeBron James LeBron on our team James. and Anthony Davis on our team. Le- LeBron James. Look, we need to look, man. I'm not even gonna get fired up like I want to because I know Chuck <laughs> probably did this for TV. I do a little bit of entertainment myself, so I understand sometimes <laughs> you got to kind of roll it out there and get people to pay attention and listen and have something to say the next morning on sports radio and yeah. sports TV. I understand, but Charles. Charles Barkley, you need to stop it. Please. Now keep that same energy when we beat the Blazers in five. Oh, you on five? Yes. <laughs> okay. It's only one player that make me nervous on their team, and he can't beat us by himself, and that's Dame Lillard. Yeah, you're right about that. He I definitely can't. I ain't worried about nobody else. I mean, I'm sure CJ McKellum will get in there and make it, you know, happen for us, but I ain't worried about Nurkic. <laughs> I ain't worried about none of them other uh, Hassan White. I ain't worried about it. I'm not worried about it, bro, because they can't do nothing against the Kang. And they can't do nothing against Anthony Davis. What is their one two punch? Who's what two they players hope, on their team gonna get us out of here, bro? They hoping Melo gonna bail them out. Man, come on, man. Melo they might drop, me- drop them boys eight <laughs> points. Melo might shoot them boys an eight piece, man. But you know, hey Charles, cut it out, bro. I, when I saw it, I got really mad on the inside, but something inside of me said, hey, D, don't get too upset. You know this is absolute pure rhetoric. Pure rhetoric. All right, man. So, uh, yeah, we just had to get it off our chest here at the Sports Desk, man. Kind of loosen things up, man. So, uh, let's go ahead and get into our start bench or cut. Maybach music. 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 Go. 
get into this week's start, bitch, and cut black. Now, black. I hope you're going to bring it this week, man. Mm, you, okay. Now, I don't, you, it's only been <laughs> one week when you had really something to say. It's only was one time you only had something to say. So cut me a break here, black. But this was an interesting conversation because these three players. Now, maybe one of these players are not recent. Well, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm going to leave that alone. But these three players have been talked about. These are the young potential superstars to take over the NBA after LeBron James and James Harden. These guys go ahead and bow wow. These are the next three guys. In my opinion, there's always conversation about these three. Always. So here we go, Black. We're going to talk about the youth in the NBA. All right? We have guard forward from the Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum, up on the list. We also have point guard. He can play shooting guard or forward for the Dallas Mavericks, Luka Dockich. And then we have guard. That's all he can play out of Atlanta. Sharpshooter, three-point in your eye, Trey Young. So, Black, out of these three young hot shots, <laughs> who you starting, who you benching, yeah. and who you cutting, Black. Talk to yeah, me. That's yeah, that's a good one, boy. Yeah, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to have to start Jason Tatum. Okay. I'm going to bench. This one to get real. Luka Dockage, and I'm going to cut Trey Young. Wow. You're going to send Trey to the house? Yeah, man. It hurts me to send him, but I got to send him to the house. Okay, okay. Gangster, gangster. All right, so here we go, man. I am also going to start Jason Tatum. It was very, very, very close because I almost started Luke and Dockage. Really? Yeah, yeah. Point okay. guard. He got the ball in his hands at all times. Okay. But I'm going to start Jason Tatum. I am also going to bench Luke and Dockage. And I'm also going to send <laughs> Trey Young to the house. You know, and, and don't get me wrong, you know, I believe these three players are the next superstars of the league. All three Absolutely. of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. All three of them. And then you got guys like Luka Dockage who, you know, if they say he was in the MVP conversation at some point. This season. And we also have another clip that we're going to play from Paul Pierce making a pretty egregious accusation uh, using the good name of Luke and Donkic. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit, Black, because you know how we have to give it up for Paul. You know how he gets to run his mouth and talk that talk, you know, week in and week out. So, yeah, so y'all let us know, all of our listeners out there, who you starting, who you benching, who you cutting. We got Jason Tatum, Luke and Donkic, and Trey Young. Y'all holler, holler at us, man, and let us know. All right, man, we're going to get into our sound of the week, man. And this one right here is an all-timer, man. Of course, if we're doing fly socks and tees, man, we're going to be live. We got to put the greatest on the microphone ever on display. So we got the blue chipper, rocking my beer, up for the sound of the week. How you doing, Mrs. Griffith? <laughs> he does remember. Sure, The Rock remembers you. Sixth grade, home at class, right? Do you remember how... All year long, the only thing The Rock wanted to do in your class was make pancakes. And home ec? Uh-oh. Rock took home ec? And you never let The Rock make his pancakes, did you? <laughs> you wanted The Rock to make chocolate chip cookies, blueberry muffins, <laughs> but never pancakes. And then right before summer vacation, you said, Hey, Rock, tomorrow I got a nice surprise because I'm going to let you finally make your pancakes. <laughs> what a memory. And then the next day, you came to The Rock and you said, Rock, 
Unfortunately, I'm all out of Aunt Jemima. <laughs> Uh-oh. But that's okay, but The Rock says this. Hey, uh, you still like to cook? Still like to, still like to bake bread? And you know your roles, right? <laughs> Buttermilk. Well, then The Rock says this. You should know your role and shut your mouth. Well, oh. His teacher. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> The Rock was giving it to his 70-year-old home Mac teacher just because she simply didn't let the great one make some pancakes. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? <laughs> All right, man. So we're going to transition over to our top five. I always got to love The Rock, man. The man is just so entertaining every single time that he is on the microphone, man. But like I said, let's transition into our top five. Yo. Maybach music. Maybach music. LeBron James. Le- LeBron James. New sports desk. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? <laughs> okay, okay. So, Black, last week, man, we did. Um our um, top five heartbreaking moments, things that broke our hearts when we watched sports, man. So this week, man, we're going to transition to another emotion in sports. How many times, Black, have you watched a sporting event and something just gave you the chills? So we're going to give our top five chill-bumping moments in, in our sports history, Black. So kick us off, Black. Hit me with your top five, man. All right, man. At number five, I got Dame Dollar shot over the Thunder in the first round of the mm, NBA playoffs. Okay. At number four, I have, I have Jameis Winston's touchdown pass to beat the Auburn Tigers for the national okay. championship. At number three, I have CM Punk in front of his home crowd in Chicago beating John Cena at Money in the Bank to win the WWE Championship. That was was a great one. And then at number two, I have LeBron James, 45-15 and at the Garden, Eastern Eastern Conference Finals Game 6. And at number one, I have the Kick 6, Auburn versus Alabama. That right there, man, chill bumps like, I don't know if you remember that night. We were together that night. Yeah, I do. And I remember saying, D, I was like, D, look at my, look at my arm. Yeah, I remember. I had real goosebumps watching I that. I remember. Because we were so high. We thought we was, Facts. Fin- we thought we was finna play the Alabama, Alabama. Crimson Tide finally. And no, no, sure. no, sir. Auburn Tigers with the pick six. Kick, kick six. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And here we go. All right. So my number five moment is the block. Game seven, LeBron James on Andre <laughs> Iguodala. You just didn't see Bron coming. Like Richard Jefferson said, you just seen a black blur go yeah. across your TV screen, and that was the block. All right. Number four, Sting returning in the black and white to WCW. Ooh. Coming from the Rafters in the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> just couldn't believe it. I was a young lad. I think I was like in the ninth and tenth grade. My pops came in the room and woke me up. He said, my nickname is Didi. He said, Didi, Sting back. 
Get up. Stay back. <laughs> so he came and got me. And I went out there and I seen it. Uh, number three, Jameis Winston to Kelvin Benjamin to win the national championship for the Florida State Seminoles, man. We was down bad that game. And the way they, we all came back and Jameis threw that touchdown to win it was just special. Number two, I'm going to switch it up. Amanda Nunez knocking out Chris Cyborg. Oh, man. Yes, yeah. sir. What a That's moment a that was. One. Yeah. Never seen Cyborg being handled in that way. And for Nunez, not only knock her down the first time, but then knock her out with that big overhand right. Yeah. And that's why she is the greatest of all time. And at number one, plain and simple, baby, Kobe the Shaq. The lob, <laughs> the dunk her around the world to finish off the Trailblazers in that playoff series, man. Staples Center just going crazy. Jack Nicholson head, hairpiece fell out his head. <laughs> I mean, you just seen so much emotion and energy in the Staples Center, man. It was just so, so, so dope to see, man. So those are our top five chill bumping moments and um in sports. So all of our listeners out there, please let us know. Talk to us, man. Talk to us. Let us know what your top five moments that gave you chills, okay? All right, Black, let's move into our tweet, our tweet of the week, man. And boy, Black, uh, Ezekiel Elliott is pretty tired. He's pretty tired, Black. And you want to know what he's tired of, Black? He's tired of all these naysayers and all these people talking like he ain't the best in the game. He's sick and tired of it. So here we go from Ezekiel Elliott. Shout out to All right, so he said, there's a lot of great bats in this league, but I don't understand why the media has to talk down on my game. Just to uplift other backs. We're all talented football players and we can all ball. But check the stats. Since I entered the league, I have dominated year in and year out. Put some respect on my name. Almost 1,800 yards from scrimmage and 14 touchdowns with no training camp? And now I'm not the same back? Boy, I got a full <laughs> training camp this year. Look out. Zeke, eat, eat, eat. And one more black. And we're going to talk about this. Unfortunately, Dak Prescott is going to be playing on the franchise tag this year. I mean, it's 30 plus million dollars, but that's not secure money. He should have got him a deal. But Dak Prescott's brother spoke out. We got Tad Prescott speaking out. There's a reason I never, ever, ever was a Dallas Cowboy fan growing up. Or before they drafted Dak. And after today, who knows how much longer I'll be cheering for this team, even with my brother playing for them. Shout out for the bridge, you know. All right, man, so we're going to talk about this, Black, because I'm pretty upset about Dak Prescott playing on the franchise tag. But we're not going to do that right now, Black. We are excited. You know what's almost here, Black? The return of the National <laughs> Basketball Association, baby. We are almost <laughs> there. <laughs> hey, this is Deuce Lunch Spokes, man. Come on, now. All right, Black, we're almost there. So today is July the 19th. The NBA is back officially July the 30th. We get scrimmage games next Wednesday. The scrimmage games start next Wednesday in the Orlando bubble. But it's been so long, five months since we had basketball. And Black, I know who I picked to be. I know who we picked to be our champions, but I don't really know any of the other picks that we picked because it's been so long ago. So today, Black, let's repick the season. Okay. Let's repick it. 
We got eight games. We got the playoffs. Let's really talk some basketball right here, man, just so we can get it out there. So anybody who want to holler at us about what we think, y'all can do so once they tip that ball up in a couple weeks. All right, Black, let's get straight to it, man. We got the playoffs coming up. No, well, let's, let's start. Let's start with this. We got some teams trying to get into the playoffs. Let's start with the Western Conference. All right. So we got literally what four teams trying to get that eighth spot. Now, right now, the Memphis Grizzlies currently hold that spot. Mm -hmm. So you got teams like the Pelicans, the Spurs, the Kings, and who else we got? Uh, Portland. Portland. Yeah. So we got four teams trying to get after and get that eighth spot from Memphis. Black, like, I want to know who uh, is AFC. Who you think gonna be the AFC in the Western Conference? Man, I'm really, really intrigued by the New Orleans Pelicans, man. Mm -hmm. I really think uh, them versus the Lakers in the to get for them to get that AC and them versus the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome for TV. You have an up and coming Zion Williams, and then you have uh, Melo Ball. I mean, you have Ball. You have Lonzo. Yeah. You have Lonzo Ball. You have. Uh, uh, what's my guy name from the Lakers? Oh crap, I forget his name. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got Brandon yeah, Ingram. Josh Hart. You know Josh JJ Hart. Reddy. Yeah, JJ Reddick. Yeah. You know you got you have those guys. Yeah, I would really love to see that. But I just had this feeling that Portland is gonna make that push mm -hmm. that they need to make. Uh -huh. But if I was picking, I gotta go with the New Orleans Pelicans. So they just got that's so you picking the Pelicans to yeah. be the AFC? Yeah, yeah, to be the AFC. Black, I'm with you. I'm going with the Pelicans also. Now, I'm very close to sticking with Memphis. They got a nice young team. And you know what's different about their team? Them boys are killers. Yeah, they are. And them boys got a different type of attitude when yeah. they play. They gave the Lakers everything this season when they Every played. Time they play. Play. Every time they played. Every play. time they played. But you yeah. know what? That boy John Morant, he got that Westbrook in him. Yes, he do. He a dog, bro. Like, I never forget when they played the Rockets right before the season uh, uh, froze up. He told, he looked at James Harden, uh, James Harden and said, boy, you can't guard me. This is a former MVP. <laughs> this is an automatic bucket. Yeah. And he telling this man, boy, you can't guard me. And he absolutely right. He couldn't. And he, he couldn't. He gave James Harden that work. So yeah. I like Memphis's attitude. But talent, talent that they got in New Orleans, man. Oh, yeah. I really like it. Zion was the missing piece of that team all year. When Zion was inserted into that team, they exploded. Yeah, they did. B.I. was an all-star this year. J.J. Redick, a wildly veteran who can hit the three and still play some defense. Josh Hart can do the same thing. He can play some defense, and he can hit the three. They have a nice nucleus there, and I like the head coach, Alvin Gentry. Yeah, and we can't now forget he, about Drew Holiday. Drew, oh, man, I'm oh, tripping. Yeah, can't I'm forget tripping. about Drew Holiday. A tough point guard. Yeah. Look, I hear everybody screaming Portland, 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 and I understand that. But the last time we seen Nurkic, LeBron James dunked on him. That's the last time we seen him before he got injured. Mm -hmm. Damian Lillard is hot and cold, if you want to ask me, when it comes to critical situations. You can look it up. Dame is a hell of a player, but you can look it up. C.J. McCollum, can he carry the load? I mean, I seen him do it in the Utah series last year for them to get a, a chance to play in the Western Conference Finals. But that Portland team got a lot of gelling to do. Yeah, they do. And don't get me wrong, would I be surprised if they make it? No, I won't be surprised, Black. Not at all. But I'm going to go with New Orleans because I think that's better TV. Yeah. If the playoffs start and you got Zion and LeBron, no matter how many games it goes, of course, with the Lakers coming out on top, I'm watching every one of those games in excitement. 
Every last one of them. Not saying I wouldn't watch the Portland games. Hell, at this point, I'm trying to watch the Orlando Magic <laughs> versus the uh, uh, Chicago Bulls right now. I'm talking about I have some beer, some popcorn, pizza on the way and all. We just, wanna play, we just want to watch some basketball, man. We don't care who playing, man. I'm telling you, man. So, you know, I, but I'm rolling with the Pelicans as well. Rolling with the Pelicans as well. So, all right, man, let's get into the playoffs. Let's talk about it. Let's go straight to the conference finals, man. Let's start in the Eastern Conference. Now, the East is unpredictable this year. Who's going to come out the East? There's a lot of options there, Black. Give me your two participants it is for the a lot, Eastern Conference. It is a lot of options there. It's a lot of options there. The East is really wide open this year. But um, the two teams that I think that you, that you got to pay attention to is going to be the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Because they're they are a great all-around team mm-hmm. and a great defensive team. Mm-hmm. And they play well together. Yep. And the other team would be the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, they have Giannis. They have, uh, they have uh, Drew Bledsoe, uh, Chris Middleton, you know, and those guys. And, and a lot of good role players coming off that bench. So they're pretty deep. Mm-hmm. But those are the two teams to watch in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, uh, in, the, in the Eastern Conference yeah. that I think that's going to make a lot of noise. But I want to keep my – also going to keep my eye on the defending champs because no one is talking about them. Mm-mm. No one is talking about them. So they – kind of low-key, mm-hmm. you know, keeping it quiet, but I expect them to make some noise in the Eastern Conference uh, playoffs as well. Okay. I feel you. So, I'm going to say my first team is Boston. I, I got Boston going to the Eastern Conference final this year. But, Black, I really, really have a hard time with just saying Milwaukee is going to get there just due to the fact that they're having a great regular season. Now, they are a great basketball team, but I'm still struggling to say it because I'm looking at teams like the Raptors. Okay. I'm looking at teams like, honestly, I'm looking at the Miami Heat. And I'm also looking at the Philadelphia 76ers, who's, who, who everybody is writing off. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just saying, everybody writing them off. Mm. They came in a, a lucky bounce dribble of making it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. They did. That was a game seven. Yeah, it was. And you know what? If Philly would have got to the Conference Finals, they might have went to the NBA Finals last year. It took a lucky dribble. A lucky dribble off the rim to go in for Kawhi and the Raptors to advance. Yeah. But I'm going to pick them to go to the Eastern Conference Finals after wow. all that. Yes, sir. I'm going to go Boston. I'm going to go Philly. I like Philly to beat Milwaukee in the playoff series. Mm. They have size, and they are long on the perimeter. Tobias Harris can cause problems for them. Chris Miller. Got to show up, D. And I think he will. He's been quietly averaging 18 points this year. No one's talking about it. Ben Simmons going to the forward position like his head coach is alluding to, that's going to be a problem. You got a 6'10", Ben Simmons. You got a 6'10", Tobias Harris on the wings. How can you defend that? How can you deal with that for seven games? The length. Now, it'll be a shock to me if we actually see Ben Simmons at the small forward position, but that's what his head coach alluded to to the media last week. Ben Simmons could see some time at four at the four position. Mm. I would love to see it because they got other guys who could bring the ball up. They do, and the whole key is this: it's Joel Embiid. <laughs> Are you when Joel Embiid is locked in? He is the most dominant big man in the game, the most dominant. But what do we see from time to well? What do we see every other game from Joel Embiid? He's not showing up. Have a good game. Next game, where is he to be found? This man should not be scoring <laughs> two points in the NBA basketball game. He did that this season. And Charles Barkley and Shaq railroaded him, rightfully so. Yeah. You can't do this, bro. So if Joel Embiid got that battery fully charged in his back, 
and he ready to rock and roll? I just don't see how Philadelphia don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals if they click it. And I think these five months, and everybody's written them off, even you, Black. <laughs> everybody's written them off. I'm just, I just hope they don't run into the Raptors in the playoffs, man. You I think just, the Raptors can get them? I th- the, <laughs> the Raptors are low key good for real, D. I like, got you. we sleeping on them as well, man. Like, okay. behind uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Los Angeles Lakers, you know who had the best record? The Raptors. The Raptors, mm-hmm. you know? And that's without a superstar player on their team. Yeah. They got Cal Larry. They got uh Piao Asakum. You know, Pascal they have yeah, sure. they have those guys. Like they're not super they're not superstar players yet. Mm-hmm. So them getting them getting them getting uh them playing Philly, I would love to see that. Uh-huh. I would love to watch that. Uh-huh. Because uh the Raptors always give them problems uh-huh. in the playoffs that we've seen. Oh yeah, we've seen it. In Most not of the even time. not even uh let's take Kawhi out, out of last year. Even before then the Raptors always gave Philly problems. Facts. Always. So I'm intrigued by if that matchup happens, but I kind of I kind of see what you're saying about Philly. But it's that matchup with certain teams that's that's gonna be the difference. Okay. And if they run into the Raptors, D, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think we're gonna get some incredible playoff series in the Eastern Conference. If you look at, let's see here. If we look at the first six teams right now, we got Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Pacers with Oladipo leaning towards playing. He's been saying he's coming back. The Pacers are 39 and 26, the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference without Victor Oladipo. Mm-hmm. He's played a couple of games before the hiatus. And then, of course, you got the Philadelphia 76ers at six. That's where it stops. You literally have six teams who you can really think about saying, oh, that team can get to the conference finals. That team can go. And in my opinion, five out of these six teams can go to the NBA finals this year. Five out of the six teams in the Eastern Conference can go to the NBA finals. Really? Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, and 76ers. Look, Bam out of Bayou is a problem for Miami. Yes, he is. And he's been a problem all year long. And you know the one player besides LeBron James who give Giannis Antetokounmpo fits? Bam out of Bayou. <laughs> Every time they play, them boys don't win at it. They don't lock horns. And they don't win at it. And out of Bayou not going to fade, bro. Yeah. And Jimmy Butler is a real general out there for those boys. And they uh they swept the Bucks in the regular season. Yeah. They they swept yeah. the Bucks before before basketball started. Right. The Bucks didn't beat them hadn't beat gotten a win over them yet. Yeah, so people sleeping on the heat too. I think we're going to get great basketball out of the East, man, so we'll really see how that plays out. All right, man, so let's switch over to the Western Conference. So you have the Los Angeles Lakers. Of course, the one seed. Los Angeles Clippers, the two seed. The Nuggets, the three seed. The Jazz, the fourth. Thunder, the fifth. Surprise team, the Thunder. Rockets, the sixth. Mavs, seven. Grizz, eight. Now, Black, we talked about the other four teams who are vying for a spot to make the playoffs. Give me your two teams. Give me the two teams, Black, who are going to go to the Western Conference Finals this year. My guy. Lakers and Clippers, man. <laughs> And what, what are we talking about here? That's what we want. That's yeah. what we want to see. That's what, we want to that's see. what the people want to see. Facts. So that's Facts. what it need to be. Like, Facts. I will be shocked if it's anything different. You'll be shocked? I'll be shocked mm, if it's teams. anything different. Okay. Um, 
I think I think Houston will put up a good fight. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they'll uh, mm-hmm. put up a really good fight, mm-hmm. depending on who sh- if if those uh the beard in the the beard what they call itself the beard the beard mm-hmm. shows up mm-hmm. and Westbrook shows up. Mm-hmm. You know, they have tendencies to disappear mm-hmm. in big moments. You know, so Westbrook don't. We oh uh, yes moments? sir he does oh. in big moments. Okay, he, you have to refresh my memory. You have to refresh my memory. I need to do that. Okay. Let's let's you want to take it back a little bit to last year? Okay. Against Portland? Okay. What was he what was he did in that game six when he got closed out? What was he to be found? But Paul George is guarding Damon Little now. I'm not talking about one shot. I'm talking about throughout the game. They went at it, bro. I'm talking about throughout the game. Throughout the series. Who who, who was the better man? Dame Lillard. All six games. Mm. What are we talking about? Russell Westbrook? No, we wasn't. I disagree with that, but I got you. I disagree with you. Well, go ahead. But, uh, man, I'm I'm excited. Nobody. Clippers versus Lakers. That's what we want. Okay. Everybody else, hey, good luck to you. Whatever Mm. you do, it'll be amazing. But Mm -hmm. I want the Lakers versus the Clippers. Mm Mm-hmm. Of course, the Lakers are in. That's not even nothing to talk about for me. But man, <laughs> don't do that, man. <laughs> don't do that. It's one team, man. It's one team on here that I think could beat the Clippers before they play the Lakers if they own, and that's the Rockets. If Westbrook and Harden and all the three-point shooters shooters that they have are on, bro, they could beat the Clippers, bro. They can. But I'm not going to pick that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go Lakers. I'm going to go Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. Lakers, Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. Like Black said, this is what we want to see. The battle lines was drawn over a year ago. Yeah, they were. When Kawhi Leonard and Paul George pulled off what they did and they was able to get out there to the Clippers, the Lakers and Anthony Davis and uh, LeBron James, we had what we had. The battle lines were drawn. Battle, Battle for L.A. You know, we get to play them one more time before the playoffs start. But we played them three games before, and it's 2-1 Clippers right now. I don't really know how serious the two teams are going to take their fourth game because, you know, these guys are really trying to whip their bodies up in the shape before we get to the playoffs. But I'm going to go Lakers, and I'm going to go the Clippers. And we're going to talk about the Lakers in just a few minutes because we got some guard issues. We really got some guard issues. And what is the strength of the Clippers in depth? Elite guard play. Elite guard play. <laughs> but we're going to talk about it because they can have all the guards they want because you know who we got, Black? LeBron James. <laughs> Le- LeBron James. Okay, in discussion. So we're going to go Lakers and Clippers in the West. I have the 76ers and the Celtics in the East. Black, you got Boston who? and Milwaukee in the East, and I got the Lakers and the Clippers in the West. All right, so let's talk that talk then. Who going to the NBA Finals? Let's talk that talk. Who going to the NBA Finals? Who is representing <laughs> the West? We can get the West out of the way. Who's representing the West Black in the NBA Finals? The Lakers. Absolutely. Now, who's representing the East? The more tougher <laughs> question. Both are tough questions, but we hey, fans. Hey, man, so. listen, man. I think it's going to be a great series. I think it's going to be a great series, but in a game seven, mm. in a game seven in Milwaukee, Ain't no Emmy Walkie. It's in Orlando. Oh, it's in the oh, bubble. Yeah, in Everybody the bubble. on the same flow. It ain't no home court. That. It ain't no home court. Oh, it ain't man. no traveling. How do I forget about the bubble? It's AAU style, baby. AAU oh, style. man. Well, if we going AAU style, yeah. I got to go Mr. Kimball Walker and Jason Ooh. Tatum. 
Yeah, I got to go Boston Celtics versus the Lakers, man. NBA okay. Finals, man. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm also going to go to Boston Celtics. <laughs> I'm going to take the Boston Celtics and make it to the NBA Finals this year. I got them knocking off the uh, Philadelphia 76ers in seven games. And it's going to be Lakers and it's going to be Celtics uh, for the NBA championship this well, year. Well, let me ask you opinion. this, D. Yeah. Lakers and Clippers. Uh-huh. Uh, how many games? Lakers and seven. Lakers and seven. Lakers and seven. So it's going seven. Yeah, for sure. No, D. No? We're getting them out of here in six. I'm not going to be disrespectful. We're getting them out of here in six, bro. I ain't going to be disrespectful. Cause I, I know, because I know who over there. I know who over there too. So bro. I have to respect him. I ain't gonna disrespect Kawhi Leonard. Just, I'm not. If dis- it was just bro, Paul George, I'm like, okay, cool. But bro, I ain't listen to me, Kawhi. bro. We gonna get them out of here in six, bro. And I'm fine with that. I'll pop several beers if that happened in six games. I'm cool with you saying that. Don't get me wrong, but I ain't finna be disrespectful. Cause I see what I saw. How am I being disrespectful saying it's Kawhi going Lana, six? Man, this is a multiple. just because just because Dark Rivers. Dark Rivers. This is a great. It's a Hall of Fame championship Listen coach, to me, bro. I really don't think they got the antidote for mm. Anthony Davis. Nice word, antidote. Mm. I don't think they have it. Okay. I agree with you. No one on their team can guard AD. That's going to be a problem. I know our guard play might be under par, and yeah. that could be something there. Yeah. It could cause a few problems, yes. but Anthony Davis Ooh. will not be stopped. Talking that talk. Do you believe in Montrez Harrell? Do you believe in him? Not to stop AD, no, not but he's a nice it. player. He's, he's a nice a, player. He's a nice player, but can he handle Anthony Davis in a, in, in, in seven-game series? If Anthony Davis comes to play, no. He can't. And then LeBron's just going to be LeBron. Oh, we are. It's gonna be LeBron. I, I, know. And, and, and of course, we are gonna know the scenario in this: LeBron versus Kawhi. Yes. And you know, uh, LeBron' mind is so strong. You got to be mentally. He's gonna pick his spots. Like we seen in the last game that they played against him. LeBron picked his spots in that game and knew when he and knew when he needed to show up and take care of the Clippers. He did. We that's what him. we seen. Absolutely. And that's the same thing that we're going to see in this bubble. Absolutely. The most mentally tough player mm-hmm. plays for the Los Angeles Lakers, and his name is LeBron James. Okay. So, Kawhi I'm not saying, tough? Yes, Kawhi, he is. I'm not, no, I'm not disrespecting Kawhi. Okay, just make the it Clippers show. are tough. Just so, just so. But like, I believe, <laughs> okay. I believe Anthony Davis and LeBron James are not going to be able to be stopped. Ten I don't think their guard play going to be able to keep up with that. I don't think they're going to be able to cut with that, keep up with that. So I'm taking the Lakers in six, man, against the Clippers. And, and I'm not upset with that, Black. I'm cool with it. But I'm going to hold down and I'm going to say seven games, man. I think <laughs> it's going to be an all-out war between these two teams. You yeah, got for champ- six games. You got champions. <laughs> you got champions yeah. on both sides of the ball. You got a Hall of Fame head coach in uh, Doc Rivers who has gave LeBron fits, man, any time that he's coached against him in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So all of that, um, you got uh, Tyron Lue, you know, assistant coach. He knows LeBron. I just think it's going to be a chess match between these two where ultimately, ultimately, Anthony Davis and LeBron being too much for PG and, PG and Kawhi. Because let me tell you something. If we get to game seven with these two, if we do, what it's going to come down to four players. It's going to come down to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George versus Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And I know who's going to show up. I do too. You know the you know the three players too. who's going to show up, D. I do too. I don't know about the fourth player. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about him showing up because okay. the last time we see him in the playoff game, he had eight points. Mm. Who are you talking about? Paul George. <laughs> talking about PG thirteen. Playoff P. Playoff P. 
Eight point playoff P. Eight right, points. So, yeah, man. So, we repick, man. So, me and Black going Celtics, Lakers, you know, to the NBA Finals. So, y'all let us know. Smooth. I know you got something to say. You let us know when you hear this show back. You holler at us, Smooth. You let us know who you got going uh, to the NBA Finals as well. Said Freddie Briggs. Y'all holler at us, man. Let us know who you got going to the Finals, man. All right, let's transition to the MVP, Black. Um, the NBA came out and said they're going to stop MVP consideration from March 11th, on March 11th. So, that was the last day of the season. They're not going to consider anything in the bubble for MVP racing. Anything. Nothing. So it's, it's done. So everything that could have been done has been done if you're going to be named MVP. So there's really two candidates for MVP. I mean, I really can't think. I mean, you could potentially say James Hart might be a distant third candidate. But the candidates are LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And Black, who is your MVP this season, who's going to be the MVP? We sound like some big time homers. Boy. Come on, man! LeBron like James. D, what There's is that a talk LeBron about, man? James. It's a conversation, you know. It's well, Giannis. What do you, you have the conversation? It's no conversation over here, Ten bro. Four. It's no conversation yes. over here because the last time we seen Giannis, last time we seen Giannis, he was bent over, bro, on his back. Come on, bro. That's the last time we seen Giannis in L.A. Getting beat by winning. Come on, bro. It's nothing to talk about. It's nothing to talk about here, bro. My boy had a 40-piece, bro, on the Bucks last time we seen them, bro. Okay. And what did he do every game after that? After that. He was on a Think tear. Think about the games. He was on a tear, right? He was on a tear. He was on a tear. He was on a tear. LeBron James, hands down, MVP. Okay. If, if, if it's not him... I'm disgusted with the NBA. Disgusted? If it's not LeBron Man. James, I'm disgusted. Okay. If we if we doing it when the season stopped, who was the hottest player when the season stopped LeBron. beyond March 11th? LeBron. LeBron, easy. LeBron. Easy. That's facts. That's not because I'm a fan. LeBron, man. Okay. No question. Okay. Maybach music. Look, this is a close race because Giannis dominated, dominated Probably, probably all the way up until the Lakers and the Bucks played in Los Angeles on that oh, Friday man. night. His stats are the best in the NBA. Like points per game is up there, blocks, rebounds. Like his team is the best team in the league. Like Giannis is having a great season. They embarrassed the Lakers in January and beat them by almost 25 points in Milwaukee. You have to consider that. They came out and they beat the Clippers. They came out and beat the Clippers in L.A. They beat all the good teams. You know, Giannis is having a great year. And then when your team is the number one team in the NBA, you got to look at the, the best player on your team, and they have to be considered as MVP. So I'm giving Giannis Antetokounmpo consideration for MVP. But at the same time, we're turning into the fourth quarter of the season right when the Lakers and LeBron James was really ramping up. I can't really put into words what it was like on that Friday night <laughs> and that Sunday afternoon in Los Angeles, what we saw from the Lakers. Bron been saying it all year. Revenge season. Oh, they say I'm old. Heavy is the crown. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Bron been pacing himself up until that weekend. Stephen A. Smith, Stephen, uh, 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 Skip Bayless. Uh, uh, all of the uh, Colin Cowher, all these people say, oh, Lakers go 0-2 this weekend. They go 0-2 this weekend. Clippers and Lakers, not a problem. And don't get me wrong, LeBron in year 17 leading the league in assists. <laughs> <laughs> 
LeBron played point guard for half of the year this year. He is the reason why the Lakers have been the number one seed in the West from the time they tipped the ball for the first game of the year to when they stopped the season due to COVID-19. The Lakers have been the number one seed. And we have a seven to eight game lead in the West, the toughest conference in my opinion. The East is good, but the West got the better teams in my opinion. But I seen LeBron play big boy ball and put Giannis in his place on a Friday night in Los Angeles. I seen LeBron play big boy ball and put Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in their place in Los Angeles on a Sunday afternoon on ABC. And there was no conversations needed after that because everybody had the reality check. You want to know what their <laughs> reality check was, Black? The king is still here. And all this me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. All this chit and then all this chatter that was nonsense from the beginning, it was laid to rest. So my MVP of this year is LeBron James. Would I be shocked if Giannis won MVP? No, I won't be shocked. I would. I, I wouldn't be. I would. But LeBron James, the last time you've seen him and the impact that he had on the game is deafening. So I'm going to go LeBron James, my MVP for the 2020 basketball NBA season. All right. So we'll see how that plays out. All right. But let's talk about our Lakers. Let's talk about our Lakers, man. We got one in particular type of conversation to talk about, man. And I'm, I'm not nervous, but I am concerned about what we got going on. And before we do that, let's just pay a little respect. Yes. Home of the greatest franchise in sports, the L.A. Lakers, and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the King. Woo! Woo! Lakers, let's do it. Yes, sir. Lakers, let's do it. <laughs> so, Lakers got some guard play issues, man. So, we know Avery Bradley opted to not come to the bubble due to his family and his health concerns. No issues there. Avery Bradley, take care of your family and do what's best for you and your family, man. But we lost Rajon Rondo with a broken thumb. Okay, he's out six to eight weeks. And he could be eligible to return if the Lakers, well, excuse me, when the Lakers get to the Western Conference Finals. And now all the media have saying how devastating of a blow this is, how the Lakers are in more trouble. Now LeBron is going to be required to do so much more. Now LeBron is going to have to dig deeper and play more minutes. And it could be a disadvantage for the Lakers. This puts the Clippers over the top of the Lakers. So, Black, what do you, excuse me, where do you stand with all of the talk about our guard play taking this significant hit and people are just now, you're starting to hear the, the, all the experts put the, late, the Clippers over uh, the Lakers. How you feel about that? This D, this happens every year. Yeah, you know people always find something, man, to against LeBron and you know whatever team he's playing against. You know, nothing's never right when LeBron James is is involved in it. Mm -hmm. Nothing's never right. But I'm 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 a little concerned about the guard play, but I also know that we have two dogs in J Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith. That we have on this team. Wiley veterans. Wiley veterans. Yes, sir. And they could deal with a Patrick Beverly with the Lou Williams. Yeah, yeah. They could deal with that. Yeah. You know, I and I and and LeBron James is just he leads the league in assists. 
He's right. going to do what he needs to do at the point guard position without Rondo being there. <laughs> Not to cut you off. LeBron James, he's leading assists. He's a small forward, by the way. But go ahead. I just want to put <laughs> that out there. He leads the league in assists, D. He's our point guard. Has been from when ball tipped. He's been that. So, don't get me wrong. I'm going to miss Rondo because Rondo is a tough veteran player. Mm-hmm. He's gonna, he need, we need that extra toughness playing the Clippers. Okay. But I think Deion Waiters... Uh, J.R. Smith, mm. LeBron James mm. are going to get it done at that guard position. Mm. They're going to find a way to get it done, D. Mm. I'm a little concerned, but I'm not. I'm not like, oh man, this could be this could, could be bad for the Lakers. No, I'm not there yet. Mm. <laughs> Look, what I, what I, what what have I been talking about all season long? I've been sick of Rondo. I, I don't get me don't get me wrong. Rondo is a wily veteran. He brings an intensity. He's a champion. He's been through the fires in the NBA. But this is one of the I, I, this guy Rondo is the most inconsistent player on the Lakers, in my opinion. There's been several times that Rondo has been out on the floor and just was running something so wild. That was, it just didn't make any sense it, to me mm. when I seen it. Don't get me wrong. Can we use Rondo? Absolutely. The Avery Bradley loss crushed me. Yeah. Because this guy is a hell of a defender and he was starting to score, man, in his spots. There's a difference with a James Harden. He can score anywhere. LeBron James, anywhere. Anthony Davis, anywhere. But I seen, I seen Avery Bradley methodically get to his spots, bro. He was getting the four spots on the floor every single time he's scoring. That lets me know he has favor on the floor due to LeBron James and Anthony Davis spacing out the floor. We're going to miss that. J.R. Smith, I love J.R., but J.R. ain't played basketball in almost a year and a half. Deion Waiters, I like Deion Waiters' game, but that boy better have his screws tight. When he get down there to Orlando <laughs> before we tip off. Because we done heard everything but basketball from Deion Waiters. Everything. But we know he can play. But you know who going to keep this all together? You know who the glue, you know who the jail that's going to keep this engine running? It's LeBron James. And you want to know who's the most slept on player on the Lakers who nobody is talking about? Alex Caruso. <laughs> this is a six foot four point guard who's athletic, who can defend. He's, no disrespect, he's not your regular white basketball player. (laughs) He's not a spot-up, catch-and-shoot basketball player. Mm -mm. He is athletic. He is yamming on your neck. He is speed on the floor. He is blocking shots at the rim. LeBron said it to the media yesterday. Yes, we are going to miss Avery Bradley significantly. Yes, it does not help that we're losing Rondo, but we got Caruso. And the world's going to see his talent. So when LeBron James speaks on another play on his team in that regard, you know what that lets me know? Oh, Caruso ready. Caruso could mm-hmm. be the starting point guard of this team. Yeah. Because he it ain't gonna, we don't require much for him but to play defense, like he does, and hit the open shots, like I've seen him do. And a lot of people disrespect this man, so don't get me wrong. We're going to miss those two guys, Bradley, and we're going to miss Rondo. But I'm not on the fence of everyone else saying, oh, man, the Lakers took a significant blow. No. We got guys who are going to step into these roles. 
And they're, they know how to play, and we are a team because LeBron's going to have us that way. So am I as concerned as what the media saying? No, I'm not. I'm not concerned, Black. I just think we're going to be just fine. Just fine. Because these guys know how to play basketball. And you, and you know what? Like, Quinn Cook, we forget about him too. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's a champion. Yeah. He's a champion. He, yeah. he has came in games and made big shots. Yeah. He's a shooter. Shoot the ball. He can shoot the ball. And he when can we, defend. When we need a shot to be made by, by a guard position, he can make those shots. And he can defend. He's going to be the one coming in, you know, mm-hmm. giving Caruso a break. And he can handle the pressure. He know what it is to be in big games. Mm-hmm. He's played in big games. So I don't know what this is about that it's a big loss. Yes, it's it's a loss. It is. But it, it, nothing's big. It's not big. It's not big losses. Avery Bradley was really a blow. Yeah. But I really think we have some strong, mentally tough, defensive guys yeah. in J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters. Facts. I was just looking at some film of Deion Waiters when they played the Clippers and he was giving Kawhi problems. Yeah, because he could score. Cause he can score the ball and Facts. and defend. Facts. So I'm not I'm 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 concerned defensively with Avery Bradley not being there, but we'll be okay. I think we will too. Like you said, LeBron James is this is the engine of this team. And don't forget, we potentially have the defensive player of the year on this team, and Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis. Facts. He's your defensive leader. Facts. Facts. So everything when come to defense is going to go through him. Facts. So I'm not concerned. All you naysayers, Stephen A, Skip Bayless, yeah. whatever y'all saying, shut up. <laughs> Please. Because when it's all said and done, we're going to be sitting on the throne again. Thanks, the grace. All right. Uh, well said, Black. I have nothing further to add. Uh, well, well said. Well said for sure, my mans. All right. So we're going to get into Paul Pierce. Okay. So, of course, Black, I watch a lot of sports TV, mm-hmm. listen to a lot of sports radio, and, I'm, you know, I'm just scrolling on my phone. You know, I'm just chilling at the house, and who do I see? I see Paul Pierce. But don't get me wrong. He didn't say nothing extremely outlandish. But he did say something that I do have a problem with because it's another shot at a player that deserves the recognition that Paul Pierce gave. So I'm going to play this clip, and then we're going to talk about what Paul Pierce and Kendrick Perkins was all discussed. I expect special things from him. I mean, you talk about a kid who made one of the biggest leaps uh, in recent memory from a rookie of the year to MVP caliber player. I mean, he's won every European championship that you can think of, every European MVP that you can think of. So I expect special things from this kid. Clearly, he's special. He's a talent. He's probably, to me, to me, he is the most talented player in the NBA today. And the lights are never too Woo. bright for him. So I expect big things out of him come oh, playoff no. time. This guy's so disrespectful. I, uh, listen, P, I'm right there with you. This kid is a stud. One thing about Luka Doncic, you could drop him anywhere in the world. I'm talking about in the hood in Europe, in the hood in the United States, at a rec center, <laughs> wherever it may be, he's going to give you that 28, 9, and 8. And on top of that, guess what? We was talking about Luka in a conversation with two players, Magic Johnson and LeBron James as one of the best, who's the best 20-year-old to ever play the game. And Luka is in that conversation. Right now, he's a top five player in the league. He's an MVP candidate, and I'm right there with Paul. He's one of the most talented 
guys that are in, that is in the NBA today. And with him, he's no been purpose. playing one. at he a professional level since a teenager. League. He dominated in the Euro League as a teenager. He won Rookie of the Year, so I expect nothing less but what we've been seeing of him of late, and that's greatness. All right, so Paul Pierce, Kendra Perkins, we're discussing Luka Doncic, and Paul Pierce said that Luka Doncic is the most talented player, bar none, in the NBA. Kendra Perkins kind of second that and said he's a top five player MVP candidate in the league. Okay, let's go back to Mr. Pierce because I don't really have a problem with what Kendra Perkins was saying. Is he? A, is Luka a top five player? Nah, I don't think so. I think he's a top ten player, but I don't think he's a top five player right now. But Black, could you answer something for me? Black, who is the most talented? No, no, let's not do that. Black, name me some more talented players than Luka Doncic, because I got a list. Name me some talented players more than Luka Doncic. Uh, you got Russell Westbrook. Uh huh. You got uh, I like Jason Tatum. Mm hmm. I like Trey Young. Uh huh. Um, I say Dame Lillard. Mm hmm. Uh, LeBron James. Oh God. Uh, Anthony Davis. Okay. Oh, uh, I need to keep going. Uh, that's 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 no good enough, no. Right? I, I just I'll pile on top. Oh, of that. Oh, oh, okay. LeBron James. I say it again. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Durant. <laughs> you ever heard of him? A seven oh, I foot. About him. Yeah, a oh, seven okay. foot sniper. I, I about him. You ever heard about? You ever thought about him? And how much better is Luka Doncic than John Morant right now? Mm. Right. I'm talking about right now. Not that much better. We got Zion Williamson. Correct. I'm talking about talent, right? Yeah. Talk, he's had talented. We got Zion Williamson, right? Mm-hmm. So, I ain't dissing Luca. This is not what this conversation is, Black. Not dissing Luca. But I'm reading between the lines because we know Paul Pierce and LeBron James do not like each other. Well, they don't. We know Paul Pierce pretty much hates LeBron James, pretty much. And this was another shot at LeBron. And there was another commentator who was speaking in this conversation. This commentator said, with all due respect, I'm not an NBA Hall of Famer like you, Paul Pierce. I just covered the game of basketball. But as long as LeBron James is still dribbling, <laughs> he is the most talented player in the NBA bar none. Period. Period. So, do you believe Luka Doncic is a top five player? I don't mm. think he's a top five. I don't think he's a top five player yet. Okay. Uh, the, the kid is talented. Like, very, like, very. Like, like Paul Pierce said, and I agree with him on this. Very. Uh, no, Kendrick Perkins. I take that back. Kendrick Perkins. He's uh he's on along the lines with LeBron James and Magic Johnson for the best 20 year old players that ever played uh in the NBA. Mm. He's right there. The, the kid can do everything. He can do everything on the basketball floor you need him to do at the point guard position. Facts. So uh, I wouldn't say that he's a top five player yet. I would say probably by next year, then we could probably discuss him as being a top five player. He's mm. definitely, he's definitely up and coming. But it's a lot of up and coming guys in the NBA. Mm. John Morant, uh, Zion Williams. Mm. It's a lot of it's it's a lot of guys that's up and coming. He's not the only talented player in the NBA. Mm -hmm. He's not. Facts. I agree with that. I mean, he's a top ten player in my opinion. Very well within the next season, he could be a top five player. Because Luka Doncic is a great young player. He is. 
this dude is 6'9", 6'10", at a point card position, got a handle, can shoot it, get to the cup. I mean, this dude went blow for blow with LeBron James, man, and didn't back down. I think Bron had 38 and Luka had 39 on that Friday night. And it really came down to Danny Green last second three to win the game for the Lakers on that Friday night. So I ain't dissing at all Luka Doncic. I am a fan. But come on. I don't think he's a top five player yet, and he is not the most talented player in the NBA, in me and Black's humble opinion. All right, man, so that's going to wrap up the National Basketball Association. We're going to get into the National Football League. Again, we are streaming live, streaming live right now. Fly Socks and Tees, 7, MPN Network, Mr. Al Pete, Reduce Lunch Sports. We are rocking live, man. Let's get into the National Football League. Let's get into some NFL, man. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. So, Black, we ain't done this in a while. You know what I'm saying? It would be real good to have Freddie Bricks on the show right now, but we got to address the union, man. We got to have a state of the union with the Jacksonville Jaguars, man. There's a certain topic out there that's still a topic, and it's pretty much embarrassing. So, um... Black, I got one question for you, Black. Can you, and I hope you can answer this, okay? You probably can't, but I hope you can. Black, why is Yannick Gakwe, Ngakwe, still a Jacksonville Jaguar, Black, amongst reports that there was an NFL team who offered the Jaguars a Pro Bowl talent to trade with Yann, for Yannick, and the Jaguars declined. This trade, now we don't know who the player is or the team, but they declined this trade because the Jaguars said he didn't fit what we had going on, the player. So, Black, talk to me about the Jaguars and Jan Ngakwe still being a part of this team, Black, because training camp is in a couple of days, and he's still a Jacksonville Jaguar. Do you honestly, man, mm, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. Like you sound sad. I'm, I'm at a loss for words, man. <laughs> I have no clue. This is the times why I need Freddie Bricks. Ooh, Lord. Because <laughs> I really don't know. Like, <laughs> how worse could it get? Like, this guy wants out. He clearly wants out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, you got Jalen Ramsey out of there. Mm. Why not get this guy out of here? Got follow out of there. You value. You value. And Dockway more than you value Jalen Ramsey? Lord have mercy. Lord, Lord. D, I really don't know, but mm-hmm. if I'm in Dockway, like, I know I want to be out, but I'm smiling. Mm-hmm. Like, I can come to camp. I can sign my tender for $17.8 million mm-hmm. and come and play one game and sit out the rest of the football games. Correct. And still get that cash. Correct. If, I, if I'm young, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I would do. I'm pretty sure that's what you would do too as well, D, right? Yeah, especially if I ain't want to be there. And show them like, okay, y'all not going to trade me. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to sign you a little tender. 
17.8, I'm going to take that cash. I'm going to come and play one game, maybe have two sacks. And then tomorrow, say I got a, a stomach virus and I'm going to sit out. Oh, I'm sick. Or something's going on. I'm not going to show up. We continue down this road every time we talk about the Jag. It's never nothing good. Never. It's always bad. Always. I'm sick of the bad, D. I'm sick of it. <laughs> you know the only thing that could bring joy to me with the Jaguars? Tell me, Black. That would be drafting Trevor Lawrence <laughs> with the number one pick in the NFL draft. Yes. Until then, D, I just don't know what to say. I just sit back and watch and keep my mouth closed <laughs> until we come here at the sports desk because I have to talk about it here. But when I'm home, sitting on my couch watching TV, yeah. I don't talk about the Jags. You know, I'm going to do this season, D, and I hate to say it. What's that, Black? I'm going to go purchase me a Lamar Jackson jersey. <laughs> when I'm at home, I can have something nice to pull on, put on <laughs> when it's football season. That eight looks real nice. It does. It looks really nice, doesn't it, D? Purple looks good. That purple looks good. That's what I'm going to do this season until my Jaguars get this under control. <sighs> Don't force a man to be somewhere where he doesn't want to be. You got rid of Jalen Ramsey. Get rid of him too. Should bingo. I don't care who the hell it was. He can bring his ass here to Jacksonville Jaguar. We can find a place for you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) D. Yes, sir. It needs to stop. Mm -hmm. Cardwell Marone. Everyone who's in charge, let's get it together. Mm -hmm. It seems like you can't get it together Mm -hmm. because this guy's still a Jaguar. Mm -hmm. Let him go. I don't care what it's for, second round or third round. Just get him out of here. Just get him out of here. Get some value. You think you're going to get two first-round picks like you did for Jalen Ramsey? You're not going to get that. Nope. Seattle tried to give him a first-round pick. They tried, but they didn't want to take it. They wanted more. Being greedy. You think you can get the same thing you got for Jalen? You're not going to get that. So, D, like, I'm just at a loss, man. Like, I don't know what to say about this situation because it's it's getting drawn out now. Mm -hmm. It's getting drawn out. The Mm -hmm. only positive thing in this whole thing with Yannick and the Jaguars is the 17.8 million. For him. On the tag. For him. For him. That's the only positive. For him. There's no other positive in this, D. Yeah. Look, this is the Jaguars are a laughing stock. This is embarrassing. Teams are getting ready to report to training camp, and the Jaguars have a player who doesn't want to be there, and he's been vocal about it for almost a year. He has verbally taken shots at Tony Khan on Twitter. He is just just blazing through the Jaguars front office, laughing at him, <laughs> taking shots at him. I don't know about you, Black, but I can't talk about my employer on a social <laughs> network and it's still okay. expect to have a job. It's I think okay. they would try to say, hey, what can we do to move D? <laughs> but for some reason, the Jaguars thinking Yannick Gakwe is going to come through and be like, oh, man. I'm ready to be a Jacksonville Jaguar again. No, this is a joke. 
Just due to the mere fact that a team wanted to trade a pro bowler to Jacksonville to take Yannick Ngakwe off your hands and you simply said he didn't fit. This is football. He got to fit somewhere. <laughs> it's three sides of the ball. We All this defense will find somewhere. We will find somewhere for you to break He a pro bowler. So, come on, Jaguars, man. This is ridiculous, man. Sooner or later, we're going to have Freddie Briggs back in here. Oh, and y'all know what time it is when Fred get in here. Oh, he starts talking about them Jaguars. Hide your kids. Turn down the volume in your car. Put your headphones on. Fred, we on, need you badly. It's going to be absolutely disgusting, the things Freddie Briggs has to say about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Everybody else is getting ready for camp. You got guys getting money. You got everybody talking good things about their football team. But you know who ain't? Again. It is Duval, Duval's <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on because we don't want to stand that much time there. So, Black, I have something to do right here, man. I got a rant I need to go on. Um, Dak Prescott, he was not able to sign a long-term deal with the Dallas Cowboys. He'll be playing on a franchise tag this year. It's 31 point something million dollars, but it's not guaranteed money. Dak Prescott was not afforded the luxury of a new contract this year. So, Black, if you don't mind, <laughs> I'm going to go on a little rant here. <laughs> now, in my lifetime, Watching the National Football League, when teams get a quarterback who produces, and when I say produce, I'm talking about winning games, division titles, keeping your team competitive week in and week out for years. And when it's time for this quarterback to be awarded, when it's time for this quarterback to get a new uh, contract, that quarterback is afforded the new contract. I have never, ever, ever seen a rookie of the year, a offensive rookie of the year. I've never seen a two-division winner in the four seasons that he's been playing. Playoff wins under his belt. I've never seen a quarterback not be rewarded. I got a guy here like Kirk Cousins <laughs> who made $90 million fully guaranteed on a contract from the Minnesota Vikings. That's what my eyes saw. I just saw Patrick Mahomes get $500 million. I always see the, 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 the franchise quarterback of NFL teams get paid. I watched Blake Bortles get a $50 million guaranteed contract from the Jacksonville Jaguars. I see this all the time. I watch Nick Foles come to the Jaguars and get $90 million. But I'm going to say it. When you got a guy like Dak Prescott who knows his worth and he's provided for Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, and the Dallas Cowboys, he gets pissed on? Now, the only reason Cameron Newton, Michael Vick, you see where I'm going here, don't you? Mm -hmm. Black quarterbacks, these two athletes and Michael Vick and Cameron Newton, they are unreal athletes. 
they can do things that nobody else in the world can do physically. That mm-hmm. Prescott is not those guys athletically. But you know what Dak Prescott is? He's a winner. You know why Lamar Jackson going to get $500 million? Because he could do things that no one else in the world can do. But Dak Prescott is a winner. But he can't get paid. So God forbid, and I'm knocking on wood, that if Dak Prescott gets injured this season and he can't play, he doesn't get money. The Dallas Cowboys just severed their relationship with Dak Prescott. This will be the last year that Dak Prescott is in a Dallas Cowboy uniform because Jerry Jones and the Jones family don't value this brother and everything that he brought to this team. So the me being a Dallas Cowboys fan, I'm watching my team gamble away a franchise quarterback, and we're going to have to start over. Because Dak Prescott can easily be the next quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts the next season. <laughs> and wouldn't that be a fit? With that offensive line, that young running back, those young wide receivers, and that stout defense that they have in Indianapolis, wouldn't you think that'd be a good fit for Dak Prescott? But I'm sorry. Why can't he be a good fit for the Dallas Cowboys with the most explosive offense in the NFL right next to the Kansas City Chiefs? This is disgusting and it's despicable. And I hope Dak Prescott makes Jerry Jones and the Cowboys pay. Because this is what I really want to happen. And I ain't just saying this because I'm a fan. I hope the Cowboys get to the Super Bowl this year. I hope the Cowboys break every offensive record in the books this year. I hope we are just clicking like we have never seen the offense click before. And it's only for one reason. It don't got nothing to do with me being a fan. I want to see Jerry Jones and Steven Jones eat their words. I want to see them bow down to Dak Prescott. Hmm. And I want to see them beg him to stay. And I want to see him them give him a $500 million contract. <laughs> That's what I want to see. So it saddens me that a franchise quarterback is playing on a tag. And he ain't getting guaranteed money. He not getting what's due to him. Shame on you, Jerry Jones. Shame on you, Stephen Jones. And whoever the hell else last name Jones, shame on you. <laughs> That's pretty much all I got there, Blake. <laughs> all right, Blake, let's transition, man, to the Washington football team. It's a lot of craziness going on out here. Yeah, man. The Washington football team has been forced to change their name because of the Titans, their sponsors, FedEx. Nike, Target, Walmart. They all told the Washington football team, hey, we pulling all your merchandise if you don't change that last, that team name. We pulling it. And Daniel Snyder said for years, Black, I will never, ever, ever change this name of this football team. But when that money started talking, that means he started to listen. Mm-hmm. So now the Redskins are in a position to, you know, change their team name. But that's not what we're here to talk about today, Black. Because we all know that's going to be coming down the hatch pretty soon. We are here to talk about the 15 claims of sexual harassment inside of the Washington football team's organization. Daniel Snyder thought he had one problem, but he got a whole bigger problem on his hands now. So, Black, what do you think about the debacle of the Washington franchise in the NFL? Listen, man, Dan Snyder, if you so happen to hear this. You just so happen to hear this. Just sell the team, man. Yeah. Just sell the team. Yeah. Like, uh, it's it's some it's some really rich brothers out here that would love to have the Washington Redskins. 
The Washington and be honest. Team. Oh, the Washington football team. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Washington football teams. I'm pretty sure we can get a group of uh, brothers together to buy the Washington Redskins. Yeah, like Puff. <laughs> Let Puff Daddy be the owner. Like, this mm. is this is sickening. This mm-hmm. is sickening. Like from the name to the the sexual harassment 15, claims, 15, 15 claims. of them. Yep. Like Dan Snyder, what are you doing? He ain't doing nothing. <laughs> Obviously, like DJ said, you're not doing a damn thing. Mm. Like this saddens me, man, that this is going on behind closed doors. And I'm happy that it came out. Me too. Because people hate Dan Snyder so much. They want to see him gone. Mm-hmm. And this is the icing on the cake for it. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm looking to see, looking for D in the next couple of weeks here or the next couple of months? What's that, Black? Dan Snyder wants selling his team. Like you say, a Puff Daddy, a, uh, a Jay-Z, somebody buying an NFL team. I love it. Love because it. this needs to stop in sports. Mm-hmm. This needs to stop. Owners of football teams thinking they could do what they want to do mm-hmm. to women, or it's my way or the highway, or if you want to work for me, you got to come do this. No. Mm-hmm. That's not the way this works. Mm-hmm. We need Dan Snyder going. NFL commissioner. Listen. Roger. Open your ears. Roger Goodell. Yep. There's something going on here that's not right. Yep. Dan Snyder needs to be bought out or whatever it is. Yep. And that team needs to be sold to someone else. ASAP. No Rocky. It has to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think the only logical solution to this is a clean house in Washington. Daniel Snyder has came out and said, oh, he's not selling the team. But I'm sorry. I don't think Daniel Snyder gets to make this call. I think Roger Goodell and the other NFL owners got to look at what kind of black guys on the Washington football team. And how is this going to help the NFL? It's simply not. The NFL doesn't want to deal with drama. They don't want to deal with anything. You see how they poorly handled the Colin Kaepernick uh, situation. They can't get that right to save their life. I think it's super simple to solve the Colin Kaepernick situation. But they can't do that. So I don't know how they're going to be able to handle the Washington team situation, but they need to do something. They need to get fixed. You can't have 15 claims of sexual harassment. You can't have these women all on CNN telling their stories about how they've been sexually harassed. You can't, you can't have that. The National Football League can't have that. And Jerry Jones and Bill Belichick and all of these owners in the NFL, you know the one thing that you just can't absolutely mess with? They money. Can't mess with my money. Because you see what happened to Sterling in the NBA when he started talking that crap. Mm-hmm. The NBA owner said, oh, he got to go. Yeah, he got to get up out of here. Yeah, Richardson, the owner, former owner of the Carolina Panthers, when he came out with his racism and his sexual gotta harassment go. claims. Them boys, Bill, Bill, uh, uh, not Belichick, but uh, uh, the owner for the Patriots. Uh, uh, Kraft, Mr. Kraft. Kraft. Them yeah. boys were like, hey, got to go. Get him out of here. <laughs> Sell the team. And that's what happened. So the NFL, they're going to have to make a move here. Oh, yeah. Because not only is the nickname on the way out, I think the owner, Daniel Snyder, need to be on the way out, too. I think the Washington franchise need a whole new look. They need a breath of fresh air. Go ahead and let Puff Daddy (laughs) and Jay-Z buy the team. Let Puff and Hove buy the team. And I'm just going to leave it at that. All right. So let's go ahead and transition into a little video gaming. We got the Madden 2020 ratings. We started talking about this last week. And Black, I don't know about you, but I love to see the players' reactions. 
I love to see their reactions, I man. I do, too. Yeah, yeah. These boys be pissed off. Did you see Kyler Murray when he was oh, on ESPN? Yeah. I seen his. That boy yeah. said, I thought that was a joke when I seen it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So I it, agree. Pretty, pretty funny stuff, man. So let's start off with these wide receivers, because I have a problem here with these wide receivers. So are we ready, Black? Yeah, let's go. Uh, I'm just going to call them out until we get to the top five. You got Keenan Allen at number 10. You got OBJ at number nine, both 91s. Mike Evans, 92. Stephon Diggs, 92. Number seven and eight. Amari Cooper at 93. Number six, Devontae Adams, 94. And number five, Tyreek Hill, 96 at number four. Julio Jones, a 97 at number three. DeAndre Hopkins, 98 at number two. And Michael Thomas, 99 overall, and he is touted as the best receiver on this game. Black, do you have any objections to this list? I kind of learned something over the past few days about this, D. Okay. They based this off of what you did the previous year, correct? That's what you're basing this off of? Yes, yes. The video game of what you do the the previous year, correct? Yes. Uh... It's no way in hell Julio Jones should be a 97. No way. What should he be? A 99. Oh, okay. A 99. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins, a 99. Yes. Yes. So we only giving 99s out to the guys who had good years last year? Yeah. That's That's the only thing we're doing? Yeah. He lied! I do not understand. I... I... I guess I need to start playing Madden to really see get what you did and start playing Madden a little bit. You know, I always got whooped on the sticks when we played each other in Madden. Which, so I need to really look at this and see because I'm not understanding mm-hmm. how you can base this off of one year. Right. No. You need to be based off a of body of work. Yeah, the player. And Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins are 99s. Yes, they are. You find a you find a way to give Aaron Donald yep. a ninety nine every year. Yes, you do. It's a reason why you give him a ninety nine every year. That is factual. He's the best defensive player. That is fact. In the NFL. That is fact. You know what Julio Jones is? What's that? The best receiver in the NFL and has been. That is factual. So these Madden ratings, I'm kind of like ah. I kind of stopped looking at them for a little bit, D. You know, when you sent them to me when we were preparing for the show, uh-huh. I'd be like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Like, only one receiver can be a 99. Mm-hmm. Only one defensive back can be a 99. Uh-huh. Only one quarterback can be a 99. No. Uh-huh. I disagree. Yeah. Maybach music. Listen, bro. Like, I, 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 what, what is this? How is Julio Jones a 97? I'm with you. Man, you got the same beefs. I also don't like OBJ at a 91. I also don't like Mike Evans at a 92. Amari Cooper at a 93 probably is sitting right. But I don't know. I think Hopkins, Thomas, and Jones should be 99 overalls. Why not give them to these guys? What's the real reason? The one thing about these Madden guys, they don't really come out and tell you why these guys was rated where they were. <laughs> they just crazy. make the list and they throw it out and the whole sports world just goes crazy about yeah. it. And it's crazy to me. I don't, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, I, I sat there and I thought to myself, huh, what reasons can I say that Julio Jones is not a 99? I couldn't come up with one. 
I couldn't come up with one. Huh, what reason does DeAndre Hawkins not a 99? I couldn't come up with a reason why he's not a 99. Just like Lamar Jackson. Why in the hell is Lamar Jackson not a 99 overall? Does anybody know? But you want to know something, D? What's that? When it when you go for a, when you go to oh his route running is a ninety nine, his speed is a ninety nine, but he's not a ninety nine overall. It's crazy. So you give a guy ninety nines in certain things that he could do on the football field, mm-hmm. but not a ninety nine overall. It's crazy. I don't understand it. It's crazy. It's crazy, Black. It's crazy. So transition out there, we're going to go into the 99 club. No, 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 no. Before we get to the 99 club, let's talk about the defensive backs. I know you have mm-hmm. some juice over these defensive backs. And I'm looking at this list, too, and I got some heat, too. So the top 10 players on this list, you got Pat Peterson, Darius Slade, Byron Jones, Marlon Humphrey, Casey Hayward, Tredavious White, Jahir Alexander, Richard Sherman, Jalen Ramsey, and Stephon Gilmore, 99. Ramsey was a 94. <laughs> Sherman, a 92. Tredavious White, a 90. And I know you got beef with Casey Hayward being an 89. So, Black, talk to me. Talk to me about what you got going on there, sir. Listen, bro. <laughs> Casey Hayward has no reason to be an 89. Okay. None whatsoever. All right. You dissing him, putting him at number seven. Uh-huh. You know, I'm a fan, so I, I don't care what you say. Uh-huh. Casey Hayward is one of the top cornerbacks, defensive backs in the league. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely not an 89. I would give him 94, 95 range. Mm-hmm. But an 89? This is disrespectful. And the, I, this whole 99 thing, man, I'm, I, I'm not – Stephon Gilmore is a great player, defensive player of the year. Right. Uh, first defensive player to win the award since Charles Woodson. Uh, defensive back, yeah. Def- defensive back, I'm sorry. Yeah. Defensive back to win it since Charles Woodson. Mm-hmm. Kudos to him. Great year. Great year. Is, is Stephon Gilmore that much better than Jalen Ramsey? No, he's not that much better, no. So why isn't... No, I'm a fan. I'm a Jalen Ramsey fan, even though he doesn't play for the Jaguars anymore. But uh. he's talented, and he's, the, he's potentially... The best one-two corner in the league. Yeah, yeah. And why is he a 94? It's crazy. A 94? It's crazy. It's crazy. He should easily be a 98. Easily. Easily. Or a 99. Shoot. Yep. He's the best defensive back in the league. Facts. Facts. Tredavious White, a 90. Come on, man. If we basing this off of last year, he should be a 99. You think so? Yes. Okay. The kid balled out last year. He did. He probably was. A, he he probably balled was a, out last year. This is what we basing Madden off the years yeah, previous, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably was the. He could be a 98, 99. I agree. I he agree. could be up there. I agree. But you give him a 90. I agree. <laughs> D, what did he, what did you see anything that he did wrong last year? Nah, I agree. Tre Davis actually should have been a 98, 99. I agree. Man, y'all got to stop this, man, with this Madden stuff, man. Y'all got to stop, man. Y'all have to, man. Stop disrespecting, stop disrespecting Casey Hayward. Stop disrespecting Tredavious White. Stop disrespecting Jalen Ramsey. These guys are not 90, 94, and an 89 for Casey Hayward. Do you smell uh, what the rock is cooking? Dude, we could do better than this, man. We can do better than this. Yeah, I totally agree. They need to allow me and you 
<laughs> to get the ratings on these players, man. Yeah, so them boys gonna be on our neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. this is this is disgusting, man. Like, shout out to shout out to uh, Stephon Gilmore, man. But like, yeah, come it. on, you're not the only defensive back that's that should be a 99. Like Jalen Ramsey has to be a 99. Yeah, I agree with Gilmore being a 99. I agree Ramsey should be a 99 as well. I don't know how Richard Sherman. Now, is Richard Sherman a 92 overall? Okay. Definitely not. Oh, but I'm just saying, like, but he's not a better defensive back than Alexander or White. They had better years than Sherm. Sherm started off strong, but boy, if you go back and look at the second half of the season in the well, playoff that Super games, Bowl, that boy was getting hit. <laughs> that boy well, that they was Bowl. getting that boy out of here, boy. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not really sure about that. I think Darius Slay is ranked too low. Like out of 88. Like Darius Slay was arguably mm. the best corner in the league just two years ago. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I think he rated too low. And then Pat Peterson, I think he rated too low. If Pat, if Richard Sherman in the 92, how the hell is Pat Peterson in 88? Mm. That, I, I don't understand it. That, to me, they on the same level. Now, the Marlon Humphrey kid, he should have been in 90, just as long as Casey Hayward should have been in the 90s as well. But I think this is the most lit, this list is the most that is off to me. Like the gap, you saying Gilmore, the number one ranked corner is a 99, and then Pat Peterson is an 88. I don't think the gap is that large. It's not. It's not. Maybe we missing something. So uh, what, what, what did you say you thought Casey Hayward was? I give him a uh, 90. A 90? Dude, come. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We ain't going to go. I ain't, we we going to have, have a talk, man. We got to talk about that. So he's a 90, dude. I got him a 90? I got him a 90, bro. Gosh. I got him a 90. I got him a 90. Oh, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. So let's go wrap up our NFL talk, man. Our Madden talk. You know, y'all let us know what y'all thought about the ratings, man. So right now, me and Black are watching live. We failed to mention this. We're watching Extreme Rules, the horror show on the WWE Network. And uh, they got some uh, interesting matches that we're going to be looking forward to. And we're going to talk at a later date. But we're going to get our wrestling correspondent. PJ Derail to give us some uh, outlooks on what he thinks on the wrestling landscape uh, in a future show. You know, so we'll have PJ on in a little while to talk a little bit of wrestling. But speaking of wrestling, Black, come on, let's not be disrespectful, man. Let's play a, let's play a wrestling theme before we talk about what them boys got going on out there. Let's see what we got. Let's see. Just off the top. Oh, you know, you're like that. Come get on the <laughs> train. All right, all right. Shout out to the Godfather and everybody who was out there on the whole train. All right. All right, man. So, Black, the Bleach Report, they put out an interesting dialogue. We're going to have a special edition show. And the next probably in probably the next two weeks, we're gonna do a special episode. We're gonna have PJ in here talking about wrestling. So Black, I'm gonna run down the categories that we're gonna be talking about because I got a lot of issues with these categories, man. So on Monday, they did the greatest WWE championship matches ever. Okay. Tuesday, they did the worst WWE title reigns of all time in the last 20 years, excuse me. On Wednesday, they did the best women's WWE title reigns in the 2010s. And on Thursday, they did uh, who are the WWE and WCW's top tag team champions. That's going to be an interesting list. And on last Friday, they did who is the ultimate 
WWE Champion. So we're going to break down all five of those categories on a future episode of Special Edition. And I thought this was interesting, man. So, you know, we're not going to talk about it, but just our first glance, what did you think about some of the stuff you've seen regarding these topics? Some of them was... I, I, I don't know, D, like... The tag team one, that's that's that was really tough to me because this is a lot of good tag teams. Facts. Uh, come, when we was coming up, man, like it was a bunch of them. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's not how it is now. You know, right. it's just a few, and then it's everybody else. Facts. You know, Facts. But, and um, the ultimate champion. You know, I think everyone knows who my ultimate champion is going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's a good one as well. Yeah. But it the, is. the 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 worst WWE reigns in. It was. It's been a lot of those. It's been a lot. Well, I wouldn't say a lot, but do we really remember the worst ones? I do. <laughs> I really, I really don't. I, I like. Do. I really don't like. It's gonna that be goes. That goes to show how bad it probably was. I don't remember <laughs> like the worst champion of of W. I mean, of the WWE. I don't. But uh, I'm interested for us to get into uh, get into this D and dig deep yep. and. See what's what about this, uh, because these are some good topics. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I look forward to it, man. It's gonna be a great, a special edition episode. So we're gonna run through all five of those um of categories that Bleacher Report did. And I just want to shout out Bleacher Report. They've been rolling, you know, with the wrestling nostalgia, man. And and I'm a hip hop head, and I'm really in the rap. And and just want to shout out Griselda real fast, man. Bo, 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 bo. Just want to shout out them boys, Conway. Westside Gun, Benny the Butcher, man. Them boys, big wrestling fans, too. And they throw in those classic wrestling promos, man, into their music, man. And I, I, I just love it. I just love it that we're not the only creatures of life <laughs> discussing <laughs> nostalgic uh, wrestling conversations, man. So we're going to have a good time uh, talking about that, man. So all our Undertaker fans, all our Undertaker fans... He put out a bonus episode of The Last Ride. So you can go on the WWE Network, and this episode is really going to be The Undertaker talking about all of his personal favorite matches, his personal favorite moments in his career. We've never really seen The Undertaker really just be more this personal, you know what I'm saying, outside this documentary. We've never seen it. So Undertaker is really giving the fans the treat. He's going to say who his greatest match was against, who he hated wrestling against. Like he's going to be really just pouring out you know just his personal experience and talking to us in a way that you know we've never been able to hear from him before so that episode is available right now on the wwe network you can go check it out like i said uh we got extreme rules horror show playing in here while we doing the show so there's a couple matches that we waiting on man we waiting to see how the uh drew mcintyre and dolph ziggler match plays out i believe we may have a new wwe champion tonight with Dolph Ziggler. Um, no, we're not. Uh, we're looking forward we're to uh, Sasha Banks and Oscar. I believe we have a new Raw Women's Champion uh, tonight. And then we got the Swamp Match. Uh, and we, me and Black was talking about it before the show. And it just clicked. So Bray Wyatt is the hottest character in WWE or in wrestling right now, in my opinion. So he's going through all... Okay, I don't want to spoil it. So he's on his second phase of his character going against Braun Strowman, the SmackDown Champion. You know, the Universal SmackDown champion. He is on the second stage. And me and Black have figured out what the WWE is doing. 
So Braun Strowman is going to go through all three of these phases. Now, it's going to be interesting to see how this swap match plays out tonight. And we'll talk about that at a later date. So me and Black, we got, like I said, Extreme Rules Horror Show playing right now. You got Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio in an eye-for-an-eye match getting down right now uh, in the performance center in Orlando. All right, man, so we're going to get into some other news, man, and we're going to wrap it up, man. We're going to wrap up this episode of Sports So, like uh, I've been saying all episode long, Fly Socks and T7 streaming live right now. MPN Network, Mr. Al Pete, we're so great, so grateful and honored to be a part of this digital festival, man. Fly Socks and T7. Go to the MPN Network and check out all the wonderful content, man. All of the podcasts, all the musicians, all of the music, the rappers, um, the, 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 the bios that he's doing, you know, for photographers and artists, all alike, man. You know, Mr. LP has a glorious platform. Uh, and we are fortunate just to be a part of it, man. And it's just so dope that we are being uh handpicked to help bring in fly socks and tees all right so we're gonna do some other news man like i said man we're gonna get out of here so let's get going Ooh, Sorry for the all right black we got some people being thrown around in the national football league black we got some boys getting their money in the nfs let's talk about a couple of these deals i think the biggest one over the past week outside of pat mahomes the Cleveland Browns are giving Miles Garrett a $125 million contract. And what's the beauty of this thing, Black? He got a $100 million guarantee. Amazing deal. That for was the- shocking. It wasn't to me. That it was wasn't to me. to me. It wasn't to me. You got the former number one overall pick getting his due. I think he had like two deals. Two, another year left on this deal. But the Browns went ahead. And, and, they, up. and they took care of them, all right? $100 million guaranteed. $100 million guaranteed, man. We're talking about that big money. All right, we got, uh, who else we got? We got uh, Jones, Jones out of the Chiefs. What's his first name? Chris Jones. Chris Jones. Christian Jones from the Kansas City Chiefs getting a $85 million contract. I believe he's getting $50 million guaranteed out of the deal. Nice money for Jones. Hell, any type of million is a nice money, man. Yeah. But he's getting 50, <laughs> he's getting fifty million dollars guaranteed, and I guess the 49ers and George Kittle have possibly started conversations of a contract extension. That's going to be interesting with Kittle and Kelsey. Their deals are coming to both of them, so it's going to be interesting who is going to be the highest paid tight end in the National Football Receiver League. money. Receiver money. Yeah, we, it's going to be... believe it. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes, okay? All right, also, the big man, Yuli Zone. Yuli Zone. That's where you're from, right? Yuli? Yeah. Yuli, Florida. Derrick Henry got his money. He is a top five paid running back in the National Football League. I believe he got a $50 million, $50 million guaranteed dollars. And 22.5 million guaranteed. 22.5 million guaranteed. Yeah. So Derrick Henry got his money. I was a little upset with that. Why is that? I was, D. I just think, man, Christian McCaffrey, don't get me wrong, he's Mr. Do It All, but Derrick Henry led the league in rushing. And Christian McCaffrey got $60 million. Well, you want to know why else he got that, right? You uh, know why. You know well, why. Well, first, well, hold on, Black. You can't piss on no, that. I'm not pissing on him, D. I'm not pissing on him. But he's Derek, more. He's more what? He's a Swiss Army knife. He is, D. He does but, so much more for his team than Derrick Henry, bro. Special teams, first team All Pro, 
running back, first team all pro. He catch out the backfield. He was a Carolina Panthers whole offense last year, bro. I'm with I'm, I'm I don't got no problem with McCaffrey getting more money than Henry. I don't. Uh, he a Swiss Army knife. I think it should be about the same. Bro. You crazy? Honestly, I think he it should black. be about the same. First team I'm in two different spots. You, yeah, you got to that. Because he got to do it all. I understand that. But Derrick Henry led the league in rushing last year. Black. He literally carried the Tennessee Titans on his back to the playoffs. But McCaffrey did more than Henry. It has and, and did what? Did he make the playoffs? Come on, don't do that. They ain't running backs. They running backs. They ain't quarterbacks, Black. Don't do that. What we just talked about last week with uh, Derrick Henry? Black, don't do that. What did we just talk about? These are running backs. They don't touch the ball. What did he do? He went out deep. They don't touch the ball every play. He had two games where he rushed for over 200 yards. So let me get this straight. He touched the ball 30 plus times. So let me get this straight. In both games. No, no, no. Let me just ask you this. Because I ain't got a problem with none of this here. You want to tell me... Derrick Henry deserves the same money as Christian McCaffrey, I felt like man. his deal was just a little undervalued, bro. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I think it was just a little... I'm, yeah, cool I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not even going to sit here and say it should have been more, but it has to be up there in top three, top... It has to be up there. Zeke is highest paid running back in the league. Okay. His, he has to be in the top three. He has to be D. Okay, well, I mean, I, I feel you on that. But I'm going to argue that Christian McCaffrey... Spot all day because he just does way more than Derrick Henry does uh, for his team. First team All Pro, two different spots, man. I mean, how are we not gonna look at that? And Henry should have had one of them first team All Pro slots. Let the league rush in. He was. A, he and was, carried his team to the playoffs on his back. He won first the AFC team? Championship game. He won first team. Who Derrick Henry? Yeah. No, Kirsten McCaffrey oh. got him in two positions. Oh, okay. Well, oh well. We shouldn't have been like that. Well, hey, he got his money. Derrick Henry is not playing on the franchise tag for a running back. He's $22.5 million richer. Salute to you, Derrick Henry. All right, last night we had UFC fight night, man, and the Bantamweight Championship was on the line, and we got crowned a new champion. There was no difference uh, from the first time these two fought. Matter of fact, it was even worse. So you had Joseph Benavidez getting his brains absolutely beat in by Francis Fargado. Sorry for butchering your name, Brazilian. I'm really sorry about that. But he is the new 125-pound flyweight, cha- flyweight champion. Joseph Benavidez, man, I really, I really hurt for him because that was his last shot. Yeah, that was. Of winning I the feel bad, man. Most wins in flyweight history. Uh, his accuracy and uh, with, with we, I mean, his accuracy with punching and kicks and submissions. It's up there. Like just top notch, man. And this, this, this guy will, will not get another shot. He won't another crack at it. You he know, and, and and that's sad, man. Yeah, Vigor, Vigor Radu is the real deal. Now oh, we yes, know we know we butchering his name, but I don't see nobody else in our flyweight division doing anything with this dude. The power that he possesses at 125 is scary. He really did a number on Benavidez. All right, man. All right, man. So that's pretty much going to wrap up everything today, Black. You know what I'm saying? It was a... Well, before we get out of here, man, we probably got a few more minutes. Let's just talk about RL Sports, man. Let's just talk about it, man. So me and you are... A lot of people know, if you don't know already, me and Black have been brothers... We're childhood friends since we were knee high. We've always talked sports. We've we've been together with so many sporting events that has that have happened, man, from basketball to football to wrestling to MMA to boxing. We've seen and experienced a lot of things, man. And with me being a part of the Reduce Lunch podcast, you know, and I always shout Fred out for this. We talk sports here and there on the podcast, here and there. 
but we we realized that we didn't really want to take a lot from the Reduce Lunch podcast talking about a lot of sports because we know it can get out of control once you start talking a little sports. And then Brad, uh, Brad, but uh, Fred had the brilliant idea to do a spinoff show. And, he, you know, me and him talked about it. And Fred was like, hey, man, you know what you think about, you know, doing a sports show. And I said, man, that'd be dope, man. You know, you know, I think we can really do something like that. And I had never been in the position to do anything with running a podcast or anything. But I am a creator and I've been a creator. You know, I'm a photographer and I've done music in my past. So I know what it's like being behind the wheel of something. And we came together one day, man, and we did the pilot episode. We were supposed to do a show. And uh, Brian and PJ couldn't make it to this particular show. And Fred was like, bro, let's just shoot the pilot. Let's just do a sports show real quick. Let's just shoot the pilot. Let's just take advantage of the time. And we did that. And right after we was done with the show, the whole time we were doing the show, I said, bro, Black need to be in here. (laughs) We got to get him in here. And Fred was like, call him. So as soon as we was done with the show, I was in my car. I called Black. And I said, hey, bro, let me holler at you, man. I got an idea. And I think you, you know, you need to be on here with your boy, man. And then the next week we did the first episode and we never looked back. So here we are, man. 67 episodes in. I'm just so happy that I get the opportunity to do this with my best friend, my main man, my right hand man. Like we get to do this week in and week out. And this is a passion. This is a genuine love that we have for one another, man. And we take it seriously to try to put out a great product, man. So doing this here, man, week in and week out, I would not. I would rather not be with nobody but with Black, my right-hand man, man. So I'm glad that we are able to do this. So, Black, how's Reduce Lunch Sports? What it means to you? How, you know, you know, how's it been a part of your life over these past almost year and a half now? Yeah, man, for me, man, it's, uh, and I told you this, and listeners, I told our listeners this as well on the show. All right, this, it's just been a blessing for me, man. It's been a blessing to be a part of this show. Uh, Fred and you coming up with the idea to... Bring me in, man, and do something different out of my comfort zone. Yeah. You know, I was just so <laughs> used to talking to my best friend or a couple of different friends, man, about sports, but not sitting in front of this mic and, you know, speaking, talking about sports, just like we sitting at home, you know, and yep. uh, I can remember the first episode, man, I was so nervous. Yeah. I was so nervous. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, I go back and listen to those old episodes and listen to me now like i feel like i'm well seasoned now yeah uh, <laughs> yeah but uh i know i still can grow man but uh i'm very very appreciative of fred d uh for having me be a part of this of this dream what we what we trying to do what fred is trying to do what d is trying to do i'm happy to be a part of it uh we are doing big things uh, shout out to Al P. Uh, Fly socks and tees, like mm-hmm. everything that's going on, man. We, uh, I really, really, uh, see a lot happening with this, man. And I'm happy to be along, and I'm thankful, and I'm blessed, and uh, only on, all the way to the top, man. That's that's what I tell D. We going to the top, mm-hmm. and we ain't gonna stop, bro. To we ain't top. stopping. We ain't stopping. Mm-hmm. Al P. Fly socks and tees, we all the way, we going to the top, no matter what. We ain't going to be stopped. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's a blessing, man, that God seen this to be fit. Mm-hmm. And I'm very appreciative of have me having the opportunity to do this with my brother. No, mm-hmm. my brother. We ain't best friend. This my brother. From mm-hmm. the womb, we was destined to be friends. Mm-hmm. From, our, from our mother's wombs. <laughs> it was only a matter of time before we met. Yep. And God seen fit for us to, for us to be Best friends as little boys coming up through our whole life. Yeehaw. And us sitting here uh, talking these mics to y'all, 
This is what we do off the mic. <laughs> the same thing y'all getting, y'all here every week. We do this off the mic when we with each other. Facts. So man, y'all, it's, it's just a, it's just a blessing, and 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 I'm happy, man. That the way everything is going, man, it's only up from here. Definitely, man. Definitely, man. Very, very exciting to hear from you. So we got a lot more coming from the sports desk. So like I said, man, we're gonna be putting out some more visual content. We're gonna be going to the YouTube. Man, Black gonna be doing like a little different spin for the sports show. So it's gonna be totally separate from the podcast. So you'll be you'll start to see those segments. Very, very, very soon, man, for me and Black. We're very excited to get that going, man. So um, let's see. You Make sure you catch us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, on the Reduced Lunch, and on the NPN Network. Please check out the NPN Network because it's a different look. You know, you can click the link and you can listen to your show. But if you go to the NPN Network, there's a bio there. It's beautifully done. The links are at the bottom. And then you might lead your way to somebody else who was super dope on that uh, platform as well. So check us out on the NPN, man. So um, so that's going to be it, man. We're going to wrap it up, man. So like I said, this has been a live stream. It was real fun. Uh, real dope to do. Had IP in the building holding us down. Um, Fly Socks and T7, man. Y'all continue to listen out for it. So Twitter. Instagram, go to NPN uh, Management on Instagram, NPN Management on Twitter. Um, you can click all the links to all of the panels, all of the live podcasts. Y'all check it out, man. This is something big in Jacksonville. You don't really see this, man. You got a community of people, uh, community of creators who have come together and done something dope like this, man. So y'all please check it out, okay? So once again, I'm your man's Dedrick L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sportsologists, man. And this your man, Black, one of your favorite sportsologists. Man, y'all hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at BlackNL3. Man, y'all hit me up, man. Yes, sir. You can find me at Dedrick underscore Hicks underscore Jr. on the Instagram and the Twitter. All right, so y'all hit me up, man. Y'all talk to us. Y'all check us out on Reduce One Sports as well. And shout out everybody who's been paying attention to the uh, YouTube show that I got out there, the show and tell a secret conversation. I really appreciate all the views, all the support, all the comments. I really, really appreciate it. I'm really excited for this uh, show that's dropping this week, man. I got a whole nother look and follow going with this show man so i'm really excited to see what y'all think about it coming this week all right man so y'all stay safe wash your hands six feet distance covid is still out here take care of yourself man i'm not telling you what to do i'm just looking out all right so y'all be cool man and we'll catch y'all another time you told some of the biggest lines that i've ever heard of in my whole life Maybach music. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? You're listening to the sports show. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on now. And here we go.